Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchy, 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 Mitchy. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, talking Big Red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity. Tuesday, signing day eve. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman. On Twitter is where you follow him. And great coverage and reporting and insight, as always, with Mitch on Dylan Riola, Nebraska, and uh, this uh, 2024 class to be. Mitch, you, you hang it in. Thanks for jumping on today. And ready for tomorrow in the well, – what shouldn't be too crazy. Uh, we got the big announcement out of the way on Monday night, but – Always some drama on the national level, at least, and maybe at Nebraska this year on signing day. Well, and, and I want to go to that to that national level, Mitch, uh, with the athletic, and you uh, work. You have a lot of colleagues uh, on on the national level as well, and just your your I guess reaction. What feedback have you gotten from them? What's what's kind of the buzz about Nebraska right now? nationally uh, on the Riola flip. Yeah, it's interesting. I think people are, I think people are excited by the, the moment that has been presented to Nebraska here. Um, I do think that there is some fatigue at the end of, we're now in the last year of the four team college football playoff and next year it expands to 12. And with that comes the opportunity for, um, more programs to have the opportunity to compete for national championships. It's the simplest way to put it. And, and there have been forces uh, at work in college football with the NIL and the transfer portal that allow for some of the schools that aren't at the very, very top to build their rosters and add talent in ways that we haven't seen in recent seasons. And this is another, another example of that as, as the sport goes into that into that 12-team era. Not to say that Nebraska is a contender next year for the 12-team college football playoff because it has Dylan Riola, but you know there's there's hope on the horizon. I think for a lot of programs that didn't have hope in recent years, it's been you know Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. You know Michigan has come in a very limited number of programs that have not just won the championships, but that have collected the majority of the top recruits. And and here's the case. I think is refreshing for a lot of people where Dylan Raiola, um, who's ranked as for much of this recruiting cycle as the number one player in the class is picking a school other than those that I mentioned. Mitch, I've seen a lot of, of, of national writers out there say this is good for the game of college football. And I, I tend to agree, but what specifically about it do you think is good for the game of college football? Is it Nebraska being a power? Is it the redistribution of wealth among uh, the, the greater college football world. What do you think makes Dylan Riola being a Husker good for college football? Well, at first, I think it's just a reason to watch. And Nebraska hasn't given people outside of its own 
footprint and fan base much of a reason to want to watch Nebraska football in recent years. And Nebraska is one of those programs, like several others, where the sport is better when the Nebraska program is thriving. It has a large and, and loud uh, <laughs> following, and it's, it's still a name, a blue blood. You know, people of, of a certain generation don't remember when Nebraska was a dominant program, but um, they know that it happened, that it once happened, and I, I think it's, it's difficult to argue that it wouldn't be good for the sport if more programs, doesn't have to be Nebraska, but if more programs were able to step up and compete for the things that we've seen a limited number win in recent years. And if it's Nebraska, um, that's good for people around here, and I think it, 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 that resonates more with a national audience than, say, uh, you know, if Boise State does that or if TCU does that, nothing against those programs, but they've, um, you know, they've come on the scene more lately and don't have the same kind of, don't carry the same kind of weight um, that Nebraska or others in major conferences do, and, and cer- certainly TCU is in a major conference, so maybe that's a, maybe that's a bad example, but um, I thought of the Horned Frogs because they played for the national championship last year. Mitch, let's spend a minute here on the the legacy aspect and. You got your centerpiece uh, of the, the the legacy discussion uh, with with uh, Dylan and Dom, but what a what a loaded twenty twenty four class of you know Nebraska legacies that are coming to play ball where where Dad played ball. Yeah, it's a great. It's it's not just any five who are signing as the sons of of former Nebraska players. When you look at the group, um, you know the late. Ken Clark was one of the more underappreciated running backs in Nebraska history. He ran for 3,000 yards in the late 80s. And, and his son, Quinn, a wide receiver from Montana, uh, is coming along with Neil Smith's son, Keelan, who will be a tight end or, or wide receiver, some kind of flex um, combo hybrid player. Of course, you have Caleb Benning, the son of, of Damon Benning, who's well-known um, around here for his, his work on the Nebraska broadcast, but also as a as a running back on two national championship teams and the MVP of the 96 Orange Bowl. Um, Sam Cook was one of the great punters in Nebraska history. He still holds the record for single-season punting average. Um, and his son, out of Maryland, is coming to, to play the same position. The only one of these legacies signing tomorrow who play the same position that their dad uh, starred at. And, and of course, um, Riola, the, the um, fifth and, and most recent to join as as a legacy, um, we've talked plenty about him. Smith Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, talking Nebraska's signing day that's coming your way tomorrow. We'll have a signing day show from four to six tomorrow. And Mitch, these legacy guys. One of the things we talked about back in segment one is the pressure associated with your your dad being a high level guy at Nebraska. And all of these guys, with no exceptions, their dads were high level football players in Nebraska. Whether it be all eight, all Big Eight selections, all Big Twelve selections, national champions. Big 12 champions, Big 8 champions, they all have uh, a history with the University of Nebraska. What do you make of that, that added pressure that that puts on their sons as they now enter their careers at Nebraska? Well, it can go either way. And I think in the case of – I've talked to these guys and, and have a story that I'm planning about this topic, not, not just the pressure that they face, but um, that they're coming and following in their, in their dad's footsteps. And, you know, it varies case by case. I mean, Dylan, you saw it in his message, that, that messages, his video, the poem – um, that he posted on Monday night, he, he, he's embracing the pressure, and that goes with his personality. Um, I get that, having sat and talked to him, that it's a real thing, that he wants the, the, the pressure. I mean, sure, it can get hot in the kitchen at times, but 
uh, as a quarterback at Nebraska. And I'm sure there will be moments where it does for him. It has for all of even the greatest Nebraska quarterbacks had their moments that weren't, you know, all perfectly fun. Um, but he, you know, I think he's ready as ready for that as anyone can be. Certainly, of the five who were signing as legacies, he's got the most pressure on him. And then you, you know, you maybe you look at Camden Cook after that because his dad was so good, and because they played the same position. And Sam spent 14 years in the NFL. He's also walking into this eyes wide open about the kind of pressure that he has. And you know, he's got a senior ahead of him this year, so it's not a Riola situation where you're going to have people clamoring for him to start. I don't, people don't pay as much attention to the punting spot, but that's a that's a that's a um, an important name to have on your back. The others the others it varies. I mean, Caleb Benning's recruiting has been interesting and, and unique um, all, all the way through. He was injured most of his junior year, didn't have film to put out there. You know, he wanted to bet on himself here as a senior and, um, and, and, and really win over the Nebraska coaching staff when I think they were a little bit unsure about where he fit in their, in their scheme, even though he had an offer all the way through. Um, Quinn Clark, you know, his father, Ken, passed away 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when, when Quinn was just a kid, and, and he's somebody who doesn't, Really, he hasn't lived in Nebraska. He doesn't, I think, understand um, all that his dad means to everybody, um, not everybody, but certainly a, a faction of people in this state who remember the, gate, the great Ken Clark. And then, you know, with Keelan Smith, um, you know, I, his dad did enough great things in the NFL that I think he also understands the environment that he's walking into as a big-time football player. And, and um, you know, I, I think he, he's well-positioned to be able to handle the, 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 um, the spotlight. Mitch Sherman's with us. A few minutes. Uh, Hail Varsity Radio. Mitch with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Right now, as the composite rankings lay out for the new 18-team uh, Big Ten, Nebraska is right behind USC uh, in at uh, sixth. Ohio State right now at two. Oregon, eight. Penn State 13, Michigan 16, Nebraska 20, right in front of Wisconsin. What 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 does this second class need to be for Matt Rule? It needs to be a difference-making kind of class. And I don't think it so much matters. I mean, if you're ranked number one, two, three in the recruiting rankings, um, it's clear that your class is stocked with four- and five-star players, and you've got guys like Rayola who are expected to come in and make an immediate difference. Once you get into that, uh, maybe it's it's arbitrary where you draw the line, but if you get into the eight range or the ten range, you know it, it becomes more fuzzy um, in terms of like who's really got the better class. It's hard to say. Like if a team's ranked sixteenth in the recruiting rankings or eighteenth or twentieth, how it's going to play out. It's basically a, a coin flip, and it comes down to how those players are um, are developed in the program, what the culture's like that they're walking into. You know how how many of them are are given time. Um, who the players are around them. So there's a lot more that goes into their success than, than just uh, the ranking that they have next to their name as recruits. This is obviously a, an important group for Rule because it's the first one that he's had a full year to put together. Last year was, was a fire drill, and you know while Mickey Joseph's interim staff um, should be commended, for the great work that they did to keep things together when it was very apparent that Nebraska was moving in a direction away from them, that, that it, it was hard for Rule, even with that scenario, to pick up and build you know, what would be considered a 
you know, a, a landmark recruiting class. Usually with coaches when they're hired in November or December, you know, the second class, the first full class, is where you really get an idea of what they're made of as recruiters. And this one, it looks good. Um, it's always it's always better to check back a couple of years later. Um, but certainly the, the addition that they were able to make in this final week is going to be the, the headline. And it's going to be, you know, the uh, go a long way toward determining what, how this class is viewed um, when everything plays out. Mitch, we'll let you be. We'll see you tomorrow uh, at Coach Rule's Presser. And always love your insight. Thanks again for uh, spending a few minutes with us today. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks. There he is, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Give him a follow. Great stuff. And you can always find the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Download us there. You can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. We'll get to your comments in the stream. You can also dial up open phones here till 5 at 489-1240-800-825-5865. The impact this second year class needs to be. We'll dive into that a little more. Matt Verzel coming up next hour. Jeremiah Searles in hour two.